Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Hey there, welcome to ATL and 29, a Peachtree Hoops podcast where we look at the NBA from the starting point of Atlanta. And Tyler, the losing streak is over, but maybe they started a new one. Yeah, maybe they did. Uh, <laughs> at least they beat the Warriors, so they're not the worst team in the NBA. But Yeah, we were just talking about bad. low bars, and that's a really low bar. That was the one of the worst NBA games I've ever seen. Oh, man, I've seen worse. It looked like a uh, soccer there were a lot game. Of bad, there were, that's fair. There were a lot of bad games when uh, Dennis Schroeder's last season in Atlanta. So, <laughs> yeah, once you got to like I, I when you get to April, and it was like the people that were on ten day contracts were starting. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't that the Warriors Hawks game wasn't that bad, but the Warriors just on an NBA team, and the Hawks are are an NBA team due to one basketball player. So. Uh, well, that's that's good, kind that's of been start. the story. Uh, why did they lose that game? I guess the Nets. Yeah. Did, was it? Was <sighs> there something I that mean, you could do differently? In the macro, it, they just don't. They just don't have enough good basketball players. Like, um, you know, it's something I tweeted out either yesterday, yeah sometime yesterday morning that the Hawks are functionally getting nothing from three positions. Uh, It's like positive contributors on even on both sides, on just one side of the ball has been Trey Young, Alex Lynn, Damian Jones on offense and Jabari Park on offense. And, you know, that's, that's basically it. Like they, they, they're just not getting on a, on a, on a game to game basis. It's just, you know, a bunch of young guys being inconsistent and the veterans just haven't been good. Vince Carter in particular, Vince Carter and Evan Turner primarily, uh, you know, Vince, he, he has to make shots. If he's not making shots, he's not an NBA player. And he, he hasn't made shots this season. And, you know, really without, you know, if, if you want to pinpoint why, why can't the Hawks grab a defensive rebound, Jabari Parker's a poor defensive rebounder, and he's a magnitude better than his backups, which has been Vince Carter. Yeah. And then, uh, like, I don't know, Evan Turner just, like, I feel like he's not jumping. Like, he's got no lift on his jumper. He's, right. he's always had an odd jumper, but even but in the mid-range, he used to get, you know, good length to, uh, you know, follow. He used to have, I mean, he... It's, it's, a, it's a bad combination, right? Because it's like... Yeah, if, you got a player who shoots a flat, flat jump shot, and then he hurts his Achilles, and he doesn't jump. 
then all of a sudden they're just not getting over the front of the rim anymore. And he's not an outside shooter at all. Exactly. Like he's, he's got zero lift in it. And it's like, he, like to me, it just feels like he's just playing, trying not to tear his Achilles. And like, he's, he's like Turner's compromised as a basketball player. Uh, you know, Chandler Parsons is kind of a non-option, even though at this point, I think I'd rather see him than Vince Carter because neither, neither are good defensively, but at least I've seen Chandler Parsons make, you know, a basket. Uh, I, I don't know. And, and, you know, the, the rookies have been, you know, inconsistent, uh, you know, last night against the Nets, uh, or last two nights ago, that was really Cam Reddish's first really good offensive game right. where he had it going. Um, he had the jumper going in it. It fed into his dribble drive game, which, you know, I, I don't know why, why, why those, why that, that has to correlate with each other. But, uh, you know, apparently he's, he's that type of basketball player where he has to see the ball go through the hoop to remember all the ball skills that he does have. Right. Um, and Hunter, who had a decent game against the Warriors and then got hurt, you know, right. he's been out and they, they've missed him just because they, again, they, they don't have bodies like, uh, you know, they didn't hurt her, but hurt her on a minutes, you know, a minutes limit and hurt her's a rhythm basketball player. Like he, he's not somebody who's going to, he's not Trey Young. He's not going to be somebody who's going to come in and shoot 10 shots in 15 minutes. Right. He, he's right. somebody who, who gets his offense, who, who gets his offense within the flow of the offense. Um, and, you know, it's, it's going to be tough for him to get in a flow when, when you're playing in, you know, five minute bursts. So it, it it's tough, you know, you look at, you look at all the metrics. It, it's pretty clear why the Hawks are bad. They can't on offense. They turn the ball over too much. They don't make open three pointers and, on defense, they can't grab a defensive rebound because, again, they they just don't have the personnel. Like, it's the only good big, big man on the roster currently is Alex Lynn, and that's not going to change until John Collins, you know, comes back. So, it's and you know, with with the with Damian Jones getting these minutes, and you know, kudos to him, he is starting to play better on both ends of the floor, but he still has a long way to go. And Bruno getting you know, guaranteed minutes every night. I think it's pretty clear, you know, Pierce has a directive to play, you know, guys who, you know, just to play the younger, you know, play Bruno and Damien to see what they have. And they're going to, they're going to give Damien every chance to succeed. So, you know, I, I, I can quibble with, you know, not playing the better basketball player in Alex Lynn, but, you know, even if they did play Lynn, it's not going to fix everything. Cause really, Really, the bigger issue is that when Jabari Parker goes goes to the bench, you know they just don't have anything, um, and it's hard to win. It's hard to win the NBA when you only have four, four to five, you know, rotation players, uh, and you just you're just not gonna win. You're just not gonna win. You, your margin's too slow. You just have such a slim margin. You have to play perfectly in. They're a young team, and they're going to make mistakes. So, yeah, it's pretty staggering. You look at the the number. It's annoying that that they were weren't really very competitive in a game where Damian Jones had a career high, Cam Reddish had a career high, like a staggering career high. Trey Young had thirty nine, which is pretty darn close to his best game 
in a regulation game. I mean, but, you know, other than their five top scores, they only got six points. Like, once you get past Len, Damian Jones, Jabari, Cam Reddish, and Trey, they got a grand total of six points. Yeah, but they, I mean, they lost because they couldn't get stops in the second half. And, yeah. you know, a lot of that. Well, I, 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 that, I disagree they, a little bit, be, though. Here's I when mean, they lost the game, though. Wait, wait, wait. We got to yeah, go back because this, this, this made me mad. Yeah, this exactly the second quarter. They're up twenty six to twenty two, and they come out of the break to open the second quarter, and they used a lineup of Cam Reddish, DeAndre Bembry, Vince Carter, Brandon Goodwin, and Bruno Fernando. And I'm not gonna lie, that lineup pissed me off. Like, where were the points supposed to come? And keep in mind, I don't think we knew at that point, hey, Cam Reddish is going to have a career night. Like, where do you, who's going to score in that lineup? Yeah, it's a, it's a non-competitive lineup. but And I know I they mean, don't the have counter, enough players, but, like, you have they, to do I mean, but some that's kind the, of stagger. That's the issue. Stagger who? Like, they, they, unless, they, unless they're willing to play Trey Young 40-plus minutes a night, which they're not. Right. Like they, they just don't have an option. And I don't. You, you have I, Kevin Herter. I, I, me personally, I didn't have a problem with um, Goodwin playing. It didn't work. Um, but I, I didn't have a problem with them trying with Pierce trying it out just to see what he has in Goodwin. I don't have a problem and, with it in isolation. But with that group, like you've got. Jabari Parker, you have, you know, 15 minutes of Kevin Herter, which is going to be 20 in Charlotte. That's what he said today. The, the interesting and you've got Trey, but one of those three guys should be on the court. The interesting thing about Jabari is I, I also think he's on a minutes limit. I, I don't think he's played more than 35 minutes a night. Like, I, I think there's pretty I mean, there, clearly something. There was one game like where he played, I think it was an overtime game, and he got to like 37 or 38, and he just died at the end of the game. Like, yeah, he, he was completely I, I, ineffective. So they probably are just, they probably just said, okay, here we tried that, that didn't work. We're not going to go back to that. We're going to we're going to keep him at thirty three, thirty four, which is yeah, that, that's fine. I mean, it that that in isolation, like to me, yeah, they lost those eight minutes or three or four or however many minutes that that lineup was on the floor. Like they they gave up the lead and it was pretty bad, but. I mean, they couldn't grab a defensive rebound against Jared Allen. Like that that's where the game is lost. Like we, we can argue about the offense all we want. I'm I mean, they they scored enough. They scored 116 points in regulation. They had an offensive rating over over one one twelve last night or something. I can't remember, but like the offense is not the issue. The issue was defense and that second quarter where they couldn't you know, they, they got a stop and they couldn't get a rebound and that led to open three pointers for the Nets. And yeah, I mean, like I said, this team doesn't have much margin for error and you know, you can't let Jared Allen grab eight offensive rebounds. Like that just, <laughs> that can't happen. It I mean, doesn't but it matter. Was, but it's like destiny with some of these lineups. Like, yeah. Their hands are tied. They need, they need John Collins in a bad way. I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, that's and he's just, not uh, going to fix everything, but that means no, he's going to fix a lot. He's going to fix a lot. He won't fix all of it. There, man, I think he's going to fix a lot. Like they <laughs> cannot get stops at like 
first five games of the season, the Hawks could at least get stops with Lennon, John Collins on the floor. That's something they have not replicated since John Collins left. Yep. And, you know, that's a start. You know, that's they have to start, you know, this team has to start somewhere because they, they, they can't stop anybody. And they can't stop anybody because they can't finish possessions and they have no rim protection outside of outside of Alex Lynn. Um, you know, Damian he's he's oh he's getting better like i said he's getting better and i like even though he got he got roasted against the nets um in the pick and roll i i did feel he he was at least you know failing the right way um in the pick and roll temple temple (laughs) couldn't miss and you know temple's a good shooter but you know you you know going what do you go like seven and for nine or something like that like he he was he was incredible and you know, that's ultimately the difference of the game. He misses two threes. You know, the Hawks, you know, Damian Jones makes a couple more of his free throws. You know, it's a, it's at least a, a closer margin. Um, but again, like, they, you know, they fixed the rebounding issue in the second half. And then, you know, the Nets couldn't miss. And they then, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie got going in the pick and roll. And they couldn't stop him. And that yep. was the game. Like they, they basically just iced the game running um one five pick and roll with Spencer Dinwiddie. And, you know, the Hawks defenders couldn't help off the off the Nets good shooters. And you know, Damian Jones just wasn't he, he just didn't do enough to put he did he he didn't scare like Dinwiddie wasn't scared to attack Damian Jones. No. Um Alex Lynn was a be- much better presence. Um and, you know, they got – they consistently got stops when Lynn was in the game. But, you know, with Damon, you know, even though, again, like I've said, I, I do see the small improvements that he is making as a basketball player. He's just – he's just not there. Um, he's just not there. And, you know, if the Hawks want to win these games where the offense is cooking like this, they should, you know, switch the the minutes distribution between Lynn and Damon. But – you know, I think, like I said, you know, this team isn't trying to win every game. They're trying to develop their players and see what they have. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. When, when John comes back, is he going to – who's he going to play with? Like, who's going to start next to him? I'm assuming he comes back as a power forward. Or is he going to come back and start next to Jabari? Like, what's going to happen? Like, I'm – I would assume, John, they move Jabari – Back to the bench. I, I feel like Jabari's overstretched uh, starting right. and playing so many minutes because you can you can clearly see the flaws in his game, right. um, particularly on defense. He's just a non-factor in help defense, and that's right. You know the Hawks are getting forty-eight minutes of nothing out of their power forward position on defense, and that's just that's just the killer. Like sure, and I, I would imagine they would, you know, Pierce would prefer to have John there at the four where. You know, even though it's been it was only five games, we kind of saw what he did at the end of the lat prior season as well. It was a carryover of right. him being an impact defender on that end of the floor. And you know, you played John at the four. Me personally, I would start Alex Lynn regardless, right. uh, just because he's better, and particularly with John Collins, just because you know, John Damian. Damian operates in the same space that John does on the right, interior. Right, that's the problem. But so does Alex. Being, like, so, Alex isn't shooting this a, year. That's fair, but but Damian can 
Damian is only good at rolling to the rim. Right. Um, whereas Alex is a much better screener. Okay. Like he, he's just a better, like he just has better ball skills as a basketball player. Like he, Oh, for sure. Just more, more intuitively smarter as a basketball player than Damian Jones is right on offense. And then defense is, it's night and day. And with Trey young playing again, I'll, I'll say it again. He's playing at all NBA level. Um, you know, he's been incredible. And, you know, really, I would prefer the Hawks go the defensive route and really shore up the, the def- defensive rebounding issues. You, you start you start Lennon Collins, you play them, you know, a lot together. You know, all the, you know, you're no longer struggling to grab, you know, rebounds like that. That stops being an issue because it's it's been such a detriment to what they're trying to do. Like they you clearly see like Cam Reddish and, and, and uh, DeAndre Hunter both were much better when Lynn and Collins were behind them than they are with Parker and Damian Jones on defense. Like they, <laughs> they were a lot better. Like the, right. the defensive scheme made sense. Even Trey Young, like when, when they had a lineup, when they, when they had the players that could actually compete and win, win consistently when they were on the floor, you saw Trey Young's effort you know, crank up to where it needs to be. Um, now he's currently playing at, you know, playing at his rookie levels where it's, if, if, you know, when you got, he just like, to me, it feels like Trey's kind of, kind of taking a backseat on defense, understandably. So um, right. just because he knows that even if he does play hard, this, you know, it's, it's Jabari Parker back there. And, you know, credit again, Jabari Parker has been good for his role, but to me, I would have him come off the bench uh, to really, you know, destroy second units and be that, be an offensive hub on the second unit, uh, you know, potentially when Trey Young's not even on the floor, maybe that'll help out the offense that, you know, maybe that'll help the overall, overall team when, when you have, once you bump everybody down, that'll make more sense. You get Kevin Herter going. Now all of a sudden Trey Young's not doing everything as 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 a ball handler and he'll crank it up in other ways you know you get consistent production from herder you get consistent production again they've missed it from john collins like let's not forget john collins is an incredible offensive player in his own right yeah they've missed it um you know jabari's been good facsimile but he's you know john collins just a significantly better shooter yep than than jabari is and also john you know he's I mean, he's just better. Like, he's just a better basketball player. Um, we can, you know, Jabari has his own strengths as a rim finisher, but, you know, John plays with a different level of force um, on the offensive end of the floor. And, you know, with his shooting. I mean, Jabari plays with force. I, you yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But um, it, it's just different because, you know, Jabari will sometimes. Um, like Jabari will sometimes get ahead of himself and, and do something that's out of his, you know, he, he'll try to make a pass that, you know, that that's not there he, or he'll speed up unnecessarily. Typically overall, his offense has been great overall, but mm-hmm. you know, the difference with me is like, there are certain, there are certain, like if you have a good rim protector, Jabari does struggle to finish through, through those guys. Whereas John Collins, it kind of didn't matter. Um, and, John's just a better athlete, 
even though, you know, Jabari has his own, he, he has better craft, but John is just overall a different force on the offensive end. Yeah. And they, you know, they, they, they just missed a complete package of John Collins where, you know, you're getting 33 minutes out of John, you're getting 25 plus minutes from Jabari. All of a sudden you're not playing Vince Carter. Yeah. And I, I don't want to like, you know, Vince, I mean, he, he started out the season well, but yeah, it's been rough the last couple of weeks. I mean, you can just watch it on defensive end where he, he can't he can't jump. He can't get a right. contested rebound. Like, guys just go through him. Yeah. And that's not a surprise. Like, that, that was kind of the case last year as well. The difference was Vince was making his open three-pointers. And when Vince isn't making his shots, like, those lead to long rebounds, which lead to easy runouts for the opposition. And, you know, Vince Carter is a, is a non-factor contesting around the rim. They, they just need... They really miss John to me, if we really want to sum it up. They, they miss him as a help defender. Uh, a help defender and as a, as a rebounder. Like, those are, those are things that the Hawks have gotten nothing out of everybody else on the roster except for Alex Lynn. Um, yeah. And, you know, you get John back, that just, that just pushes one guy who's not an NBA player out of your rotation. That's going to be a boon for for them um, going forward once he comes back on December 23rd. Yeah, I look forward to uh, Jabari and Kevin Herter adding some punch to the to the bench lineups. But, yeah, to go, you know, you, you mentioned Vince and defense, but he's I think he's also part of the rebounding problem. He's really, he, he hasn't been a, an impact rebounder when he's out there. He's just, he's not big enough and he doesn't have the vertical burst at this point to to help, and so he's in these lineups that are already bad rebounding lineups, and it just kind of compounds the issue. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a part of why you know Lloyd was trying to play Bruno at the four just to clean up the rebounding, but right, you know that those lineups were just such so bad offensively. Like they, yep. I mean, every lineup that doesn't have Trey Young in it can't score. Um, they've really missed Kevin Herter, just just this consistent shooting, um, yeah. consistent shooting. His ability to shoot and dribble. Yep. That's what they really miss. Like, uh, yeah, it's funny, you know, they're not making their open three-pointers. They're, like, dead last in three-point percentage. But, you know, that really hasn't affected Trey Young in particular. Nope. When he's on the floor, like, they still score at an incredible rate. Yep. But, you know, when, when he's on the bench, like, the – the lineups that don't have Trey Young, they really miss him because he's the only, like, currently he's the only good shooter until Herter's back. Yep. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that it's really just hurt the bench units. And, you know, I came into the season, I you know, I, I expected, you know, Alex Lynn's disappointed as a shooter. Vince Carter's disappointed as a shooter. Jabari Parker's disappointed as a shooter. And that's, you know, those, and Cam Reddish as well. And, like, that's that's where the struggles will lie, right there. Like, guys just can't make shots, and you know it's an old saying, but it's true. It's NBA is a make or miss league, and a lot of Trey Young's improvement as an offensive player is that he's a dynamite shooter now. Like, yep. Like you, every time, every time he has space, and it's from the normal when he's at normal three point range, it feels like it's automatic. Whether he's drip, whether he has to dribble to get open from that range or. It's an, when it's catch and shoot, I feel like he can make it from anywhere. But 
his pull-up threes are so much better. And I think he's made a small adjustment where he's quietly starting to take it three-pointers closer towards the rim. Mm -hmm. And I think that's helped him. Um, but he's also been he's, his moves are just better. Like he's just he's just so good at manipulating defenders into going where he's not going to be. Um, <laughs> put it if that's one way of putting it. But um, he, you know he's just been incredible as an offensive player. I I wish he'd get more credit um, for what he's doing, considering how bad this roster has been offensively. Like they're like outside of outside of Damian Jones, Jabari Parker, that. And Alex Lynn, you know, recently, like, he hasn't played with him, with anybody who's you can consider a good offensive player. Right. You know, smart. Every every team they've played this season traps Trey Young the second he crosses half court. If it's a pick and roll. Yep. Um, even if it's not, they will trap him uh, just to get the ball out of his hands because, you know, you know, the Hawks have countered by just having starting most possessions, you know, some possession with Trey not on the ball, not bringing the ball up the floor because they know if they do, you know, smart teams are just going to trap them because there's, there's nothing teams can do with Trey Young at the moment offensively. Like there's, there's not a, there's not a defender that can check him. There's not a scheme that can handle the fact that he can pull up from anywhere on the court and it's a good shot and he's a great passer and he's good at manipulating you know, defenders uh, with his eyes and, you know, with, you know, with shot fakes and all that good stuff. Like he's, you know, he's an he's a superstar caliber basketball player. And I, I understand why Hawks fans are, are mad, you know, that the Hawks are losing all these games when Trey Young has been this good, great. Like Trey Young is easily having one of the best individual seasons in Hawks history. Like, I, I don't think that, I, I don't think that's hyperbole. It's not. Um, you know, he's what top five in points per game, top yep. three in assists. Yeah. Um, and he's shooting, he has a true shooting percentage of 60%. Like that's, <laughs> that's superstar. Like only, yeah. only, only the true, true blood superstar basketball players in this league can do that. What Trey's doing right now. There are teams right now who are struggling, um, that if they swap their best player for Trey Young, their best offensive creator for Trey Young, they would be legit title contenders. I, I look at the Utah Jazz and I feel like they're a Trey Young away from you know being legit contenders. Um, there there are other teams you know that that could really use the Milwaukee Bucks would kill for Trey Young right now. <laughs> you know, but but might yeah. hate his defense, but but like if the if the Milwaukee Bucks want to win a title with Giannis, Trey Young would be their starting point guard right now over over uh, Eric Bledsoe. Um, I mean, they can you know, they can still be teammates if they want to. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a <laughs> I think that's a pod for another day. Um, yeah, but, uh, seriously. That, I mean, it, it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating watching Trey so clearly be ready to win now, but the team, the rest of the team, just simply isn't. And they, you know, they're relying on their young guys to be good. And you know, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, they they flashed, but they, you know, throughout the season, they just haven't been. They just haven't been good, and it's not entirely their fault. Um, you know, no, no, John Collins has hurt them, and no, Kevin Hurt has also hurt them. And I feel like once, once those two guys get back, get back into the rotation, I would, I would suspect Herter would eventually supplant uh, Reddish, uh, just because, again, like Herter's just, you know, the better basketball player at the moment, and he's also young. Um, but you know, you you put Reddish in a in 
when he's not, you know, when when it's when they don't need him, like he might play better. Because right now they need him. They need what Cam Reddish did last night. They need they need the Hawks need for Cam Reddish to do that base pr- practically every night. Maybe not at that high of a level, but they need that level because they need that level of offensive production from somebody other than Trey Young and Jabari, you know, and and Jabari Parker at the moment on the perimeter. And they're they're not getting it, you know. Jabari Parker's shot profile is more of a center, you know. If you look at it, if you look at it that way, considering he's not making his his open three pointers, unfortunately. So, right. you know, they need they need that from Reddish. They need you know Hunter to be as good as he was against the Warriors before he got hurt. Um, that's that's the level of offensive production they need from those guys on a game to game basis if they want to win. And you know, you're just not going to get it with young guys, you know. They it, it, it's hard. It's hard to be a consistent basketball player in the NBA, and that's that's what made what Trey Young and and really what John Collins Trey Young did, you know, what John Collins did, you know, even during his rookie year, you know, his consistent level of production as an offensive player, you know, that was special because you, you just don't get that from young basketball players. Like, you get what we got from Cam Reddish, like once every once every five, once every six games, or once every three games, you know, you get a good offensive game, but the rest are just, you know, mediocre to bad. And so, you know, hopefully once, you know, again, Herter, you know, acclimates himself and gets healthy and, you know, it's back to what he was doing before the, the lazy Jokic foul. Like, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a rough ride. Um, and, you know, that's, that's just how the roster is built at the yeah. moment. Like they, you know, crab, crab, even when he was healthy, he was really bad. He wasn't making shots, and no. I expected I expected Crab to at least make shots, and he couldn't make shots either. So it's no. it's just been tough. Like it's guys you expect to make shots haven't made shots this season, and you know the two of the two of the three best basketball players on the team have been hurt yep. or you know, hurt and suspended. So <laughs> you know that's why the Hawks. You know this the Hawks weren't a deep team already to begin with. Like they they had a small margin. They had a small margin of error, and they've completely gone the other way just due to the fact that, you know, Herter and Collins haven't been there. And that's that's killed them during the hardest part of the schedule. Luckily, you know, this schedule is getting a lot easier. Um, you know, it's pretty easy going forward relative to what it was, you know, relative to the rest of the league. So hopefully the young guys against, you know, easier competition can build up some confidence and, and grow as basketball players. I think you just wrote like a four thousand word paragraph. Yeah, <laughs> felt like I, it. I had thoughts way back when, but it seems like we've gotten away from it. So maybe I won't say anything about any of that. But I guess a couple of things. One is, and I, we disagreed on this before. I could still kind of see them starting reddish, but you know, using Herder more. I just think he. Herter fits a little bit better with the bench just because you're dying for his ball handling and offense on the bench. Whereas, you know, in some of these lineups, especially if you're going to start Trey and Damian Jones, you, you need, you need Cam Reddish to, to play some of these guys on the ball. Some of these premier scores. I mean, I know the Hunter gets the big assignments, but oftentimes, you know, if it's a, if it's a small score, They'll just kind of use Reddish's length and quickness. Like, Hunter will get the big guys. Hunter will get the Paul Georges and the Giannis. Well, he didn't really get Giannis, but Paul George, you know, LeBron, they give that to Hunter. But sometimes the small players like 
you know, Damian Lillard, or I guess they didn't really play against Lillard, but you, that type of player is the kind of player they seem comfortable giving to Reddish. I don't know. That, I, 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 I mean, that's understandable, but Herder's just a lot better as a basketball player. Oh, sure. And, and I still think you give him more minutes. I just think that this staggering, I, I don't know. I'm sensitive yeah, to, I would, to combination I would just... of mixes. Like, I think Herter finishes games for certain, no matter who starts. I guess. I, I think it just set a bad – I don't know. I'm, I'm not comf- – like, I'm already – I'm already don't like that, that Damian Jones starts over Alex Lynn. Um, <laughs> right, right. I'm not right, – like, true. I like Reddish. I'm not going to like it if he – if Herter is completely healthy and he's starting over – over uh, if if Herter is completely healthy and Reddish is starting and – uh, over uh, Kevin Herter. Now, if Cam Reddish plays like he did last night for the next, you know, 15 games, then I- I'd have no problem with Cam Reddish starting. I, um, but I don't, you know, and, and until he shows that he, he earns those minutes, you know, he, he's got to earn, like, he, he can't just be awarded the starting spot. I, I understand, like, I, I do see the value of him. Um, I'm, I'm not saying you're, you're just giving it to him. He's He's played good defense. And you, it's it's not like he's done nothing. Like he's been one of their best defensive players. Like in a way, he's. I mean, who who's played better defense than him this this year? On the you know, Alex, Alex, Alex Lynn. I guess, but, yeah. It's just. I mean, there's no Alex, guess. Apples it's clearly Alex Lynn has clearly been this team's best defender throughout the season. He's probably been, yeah, honestly, the only good defender. It's Reddish just, has been good for a rookie. Uh, it's just different, like in, inside versus outside. But that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, like Reddish has been good for a rookie. He hasn't been like he's not been. He's great. Been good for an NBA player playing the perimeter. It's hard in 2019. The Absolutely. way the rules are. Absolutely. The, but the way not, the game goes. But, he's but, been just a good perimeter defender. And you can project greatness for him going forward, but you know, like. Like his defensive, his defensive impact comes and goes when his offense is there. Uh, his baseline has been good, uh, but you know, against the Warriors, he was special defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then even against the Nets, he, I thought he did a pretty good job uh, against Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie was just again like he, he just, you know, Reddish didn't get any help from his backline defender, which was you know Jabari Parker and Damian Jones. Uh, so that 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 was really what was killing them. But uh, like I, I get the point. But you know, Herder's a lot better, and Herder's not bad defensively either. And Trey Young, you know, w- when Trey Young was trying, he was good enough. And uh, you know, as you know, I, I to me, I would play my best five guys as often as I could. Mm-hmm. And so like. Here's the thing, like, if you want that type of defense, you know, you can always just start Cam Reddish over DeAndre Hunter, right? Uh, if if, if you mm. feel that perimeter def- defense is super important. He just kind of plays smaller, like, with rebound. I mean, I guess Hunter hasn't been a good I rebounder. Mean, Reddish, Reddish has been a better rebounder than yeah. Hunter. Uh, yeah. that, that, I don't even think that's debatable. Yeah, like, yeah that's Reddish, fair. Reddish comes back, like, Reddish consistently, you know, not consistently, but – when somebody tells him the team needs a defensive rebound, he he's he's the best. <laughs> he might be the second best rebounder. On the team. <laughs> so I, I don't know. It's, yeah, but yeah, he just he, 
Hunter can't be overpowered where you know some teams might be able to kind of blow through Reddish a little bit. He's just bigger, stronger, but yeah. So I've been I've been pleasantly surprised when Reddish is matched up against the big guys. He handles himself pretty well. I, I remember yeah. him a couple of times against Giannis. He did a pretty good job of not getting bowled over. And he he holds his ground like he he's bigger than than he looks. <laughs> I I think I'll put it like that. Like he's he, he plays bigger at least, and um, you know he plays with physicality on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you see you do see it when it, it really when he gets switched on the bigger guys. Like he he holds up pretty well, um, but. Again, like, you know, you can always stagger Herder and Trey, um, but I would I would start those two. Those, like, they, Herder's too good offensively, and I, I want to see Herder, you know, benefit from Trey Young's presence as an offensive player as okay. often as possible. Yeah. Um, that's like that. That feels like a lineup that could actually that could score. You know that could score even better than what they're doing with, you know, just Trey Young at the floor. So, you know, you finally get a you, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you get you get you get a shooter quality of Kevin Herter playing alongside Trey Young. Now we're talking about something else. Right? Yeah. And again, starting lineups. And then you bring, you know, you bring Reddish off the bench and you match up based on whatever the other team is trying to do. So like I, I like I understand your point of you know you you want Reddish out there against you know guarding the team's best offensive you know creator if they're you know a smaller guy but you know I Reddish, Reddish got to prove it on offense like he's That's just been too bad on, on offense to justify these minutes like yeah. he shouldn't be playing this much. That's that's where I want to end, which is uh, you know what did you see from him offensively in that last game and. You know, if you if you go crystal ball, when when do you think the next time that you'll see Reddish score twenty five points is? I don't know about twenty five points, but I would like to see him attack like he did against the Nets, where right. he wasn't in a rush. Mm-hmm. But he, I mean, he had an incredible Euro step in the half court. This was not a fast break opportunity. This was in the half court where he Euro stepped from the free throw line. Yeah, finished with his left hand through contact for an and one, and it's like, I understand, you know, Cam, that you're not making your open three pointers, but, you know, your finishing has nothing to do with your shooting. I, I yeah, like I, I'm like I've been waiting for the, like that. I was I you know the thing I tweeted was like this was the this was the player in high school that Cam Reddish was where, you know, he he get downhill on the guys and he finish through them with his length and it, you know, his athleticism, which again, he's not an explosive athlete, but he has, ve- he's very, he has very good body control. Like he has, he has, and he has a lot of tools as a dribbler. Like I, I would yes. like to see him use these more with more consistency. Um, I really enjoyed that. He didn't even look at like when he had a couple fast break opportunities and he didn't even look Trey Young's way. Yep. He just grabbed the rebound and he pushed the break saw an opportunity against a weaker defender and finished through him. And yep. that's something he can do on a, every night. Like the shooting might come and go, but you can do that every night. Right. Like you're that's... six, seven, you got a seven foot wingspan. You're athletic. You, you know, you're, you're yeah. a better athlete than the guys who are guarding you because, you know, teams aren't putting their good defenders on Cam Reddish at the moment. Like he can do that. Like he can do that every night. Uh, 
you know, the results might not always be there, but he's got to, he's got to take, he's got to start by taking better, smarter shots. And he can start doing that by consistently getting to the rim, getting to the foul line, finishing through contact like he did against the Nets. Like, that's what I want to see more often. I, I don't care about the jump shot. The jump shot's going to come, uh, you know, that's going to come in time. That's but the Giannis. That, that's the Giannis plan. That's what they did with him as a rookie. Like he had, he had this broken sort of weird elbow three point shot that actually kind of worked in his rookie season because they would, you know, teams were just leaving him wide open in the corner, and he was actually kind of good at it. But basically, what he was out there to do in his rookie season was just get a defensive rebound and go. And that's that's what you want from Reddish. I mean, that's it's so clear, and that's. Pierce even said that today, like after practice, he was saying, you know, that that's what we need more of from him. You know, if he gets that defensive rebound, just just go. Exactly. Everybody, you know, Trey, just fade to the three-point line. Cam, you get downhill, go to the rim. Because, you know, they, there's not many guys his size who can stop him with a full head of steam, even with his lack of athleticism, if he's in that type of attack mode where he right. feels confident enough that he can finish through. A lot of it was, like, it was very clear. A lot of it was confidence. And, you know, hopefully he stops with that that hop step crap (laughs) that he does before his three-pointers. Oh, oh, Um, before his three-pointers. I thought you were going to say, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. um, That, because that that just throws off his form completely as a shooter. But, you know, I would like to see him more – you know, use his tool, use all the tools that he has in his toolbox to his advantage. Right. He's and not he super athletic, it. but he's coordinated exactly. and he has a handle and he's fast and he's long. And, he, and that's yep. just, that's the, the fast break plan is just perfect for him because of all that. Exactly. And, and really look to attack mismatches. When a bad defender's on you, go by him, right? He, Cause you can do that. Like go by him and try to finish through him. Um, you know, you know, that, that's something that I would like to see him do with more consistency. Um, but it's, it, it all starts with him taking smarter shots, you know, and if it's not there, pass it out. Right. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to shoot the ball just because, Hey, it's a bad defender. I got by him, but I didn't get by him. Now I have to shoot. Like you don't have to shoot. You have time on the shot clock, like pass it out. If it's not there, like, He's got to pick his spots better, and he did a really good job of that against the Nets where, you know, it was, it was more spurts. Like, it was, it was a spurt of offense from Cam Reddish. It wasn't just, you know, he got in the rhythm. He found ways to attack the Nets, you know, as an offensive player, and he attacked. You know, he, he found his spots better than what he was typically doing where it felt like it was more, okay, it's my turn. I have to do something because I haven't shot in five minutes, you know. Yeah. He's just he's just got to understand how how to get his offense in the NBA in the NBA scheme and again it helps that you know Trey Young gets all this attention. Um, he, he just as an individual offensive basketball player just has to be smarter um, and pick his spots better. But uh, that that was like that, again that Nets game was encouraging because it it was pretty it was getting pretty bleak after you know coming back from the wrist the wrist injury and. It was good. It was good to see him finish. Really, what was good to see was him finishing through contact and finishing around the rim. That's something he hasn't done, and he didn't do it in Duke, 
and he hasn't done it in the <laughs> NBA. Yeah. And so it was good. It was good to see. It was good to see him do it against Jared Allen, who's a good, you know, rim def- help defender. Yep. Um, and like, just like to see more of that. You know, yep. just just like to see more of it. Play him consistently play with that level of confidence, and not get so down when when you make a bad play. Like that's that's yeah. probably been the number one killer of, of him this season is when he does something bad. On either end of the floor, in most the of the shoulders on go. offense, the shoulders go. You see the lack of of you know he still plays good defense, but you can you can clearly tell when he has going on offense, like his defense perks up yeah. way more. That's so, a twenty year old, but I yeah, got I gotta go, Tyler. We were said yeah. half an hour, we're like forty eight minutes. So sorry about that. No, that's all right. I while. asked the last question, so I deserve it. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. No problem, Kevin. Talk to you soon.